Welcome to the May edition of On the Air, the audio companion to the Ebony Cactus Magazine, your online business journal, found at www.TheEbonyCactus.com. I am Dr. George B. Brooks, Jr., your host. In this edition, we are pleased to continue our series on how to do business with the city of Phoenix. Our guest today is Carol Coles Henry. Now, between this time and our previous podcast, there have been some changes. She has a, a new job title that I'd like her to talk to you about for a moment and then to say a few words and introduce the other participants. Thank you, George. I currently am one of two interim deputy city managers for the city of Phoenix. I continue to be responsible for working with an incredible team of individuals in the coordination of the Minority Woman Small Business Enterprise Program, along with several other key responsibilities, which include uh, working with the department heads for the human services, library, equal opportunity, and, of course, the uh, information technology departments. And so thank you so much for having us back today because we're excited about the opportunity to work with Ebony Cactus uh, to share important and timely information with your listeners about updates to the city's program and how local businesses can work and focus on the new guidelines for the program in light of the MWSBE update study that we conducted last year with our city's consultant, MGT of America, based in Tallahassee, Florida. This program is uh, a smorgasbord of opportunities for local firms. And when I say smorgasbord, meaning we have a little bit of everything for everyone. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, I would like to use an analogy for people that uh, if you go to uh, a buffet and there's a variety of things there you can partake of. And so with our program, we have that. And with us today... We have several key individuals, including not only uh, executives from the city of Phoenix and, of course, middle managers, but frontline supervisors who have the day-to-day responsibility for managing this very, very important program. Business diversity is very important to the city. Uh, It's one of our key uh, core values and principles. And uh, I'm just really excited that uh, your listeners have an opportunity to engage today uh, because we all do our own individual pieces of this uh, business diversity work. But to have these individuals assembled here today for your listeners, for them to get pieces of information that come together from a comprehensive perspective is just an incredible opportunity. And here today we have Wiley Barrup, who is the city engineer. Also, we have Jeff DeWitt, who's the assistant finance director. Jackie Johnson, who is a management assistant in the Equal Opportunity Department, responsible for the certification program, and Kedrick Ellison, who's with the Community and Economic Development Department, who's a project manager with the Small Business Assistance Program. Wiley Barrup, who's the city engineer, handles the construction contracting program, and, of course, Jeff DeWitt handles the uh, procurement program, purchasing of goods and general services uh, for the city of Phoenix. And so we thank you so much for this incredible opportunity, and I'd like to uh, uh, hope that your listeners will take uh, key advantages of these uh, services we offer today. Thank you, Carol. And the next person I would like to introduce is Jackie Johnson. Now, your job title really doesn't give the details about what you actually do, so could you elaborate a little bit on your actual responsibilities and then move forward with what this means and how the program works. 
My responsibilities for the city include managing the certification section. We are the people who are responsible for certifying firms as minority, woman-owned, small, or disadvantaged, not only in Arizona, but for disadvantaged businesses throughout the country. And I am also responsible for managing the city's affirmative action internal and external programs. So that is basically an overview, a simplification of my day-to-day job responsibilities. In regards to how the certification program was impacted by the updates um, due to the MGT recommendations, three things really occurred in the certification area. The first thing is that certification of firms for for minority, woman-owned, and small business extended from a one-year certification to a three-year certification. That allows firms more flexibility with the time frame in which they're certified. Um, Instead of recertifying every year, they just simply send in an annual update application, but they are certified and their certificates will indicate a three-year certification. The second change that happened was the city was following the United States Department of Transportation's standard for size of a business, the gross receipts of a business. It was a two-tier program in that we capped off at $17.5 million with the USDOT, but we also followed the SBA standards up until that point. Now we are closely aligned with, we are basically following the entire, the SBA's size standard in its entirety. So we no longer have a $17 million cap for minority small or woman-owned businesses. We have whatever the SBA standards are. So a firm can be as large as the SBA allows them to be for a particular trade area. And the last thing that happened is we instituted a personal net worth standard. Previously, the city did not have a personal net worth standard for minority and woman-owned businesses, and the personal net worth cap for small business enterprises was at 250. Now, all 250 thousand dollars, excuse me. Now, all businesses have a 750 thousand dollar personal net worth standard. The good thing about this is that. Um, It means that we will truly be working with businesses who are classified as a small business. We won't have firms who are really very large and who could compete on another level participating in our program. The other thing that this personal net worth uh, does for firms is it does not include the business and it doesn't include their primary residence. So we're really only looking at other assets, other properties, other businesses that they may own. So they're not penalized for doing well by having a business which is uh, doing very well with assets. The other thing that I would encourage business owners to do is attend a certification workshop. I think that our most successful business owners who make it through our process, who get speedy service, are those business owners who attend our certification workshops. We hold them monthly. We do hold two in the month of June and two in the month of December, and our next one is March 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Longview Community Center. But we have them every month, so if that's not convenient, we go to various areas within the city to make sure that we're reaching the community. Additionally, um, making sure that they fill out the paperwork completely and reading the instructions is also a way to make sure that you are getting prompt service, quick service, and asking questions. We have staff on board with a vast array of experiences who are more than willing to assist people fill out the application. People can come in and receive technical assistance and find out if certification is actually something that they qualify for. 
you want to make sure that you take advantage of the opportunities that are offered through the finance department, through the engineering department, or through the various other city departments. So you want to make sure that you are registered online immediately. And one way to make sure that you do that is to make sure that the certification process can happen for you quickly if you qualify. So I would recommend that people attend the workshops, fill out the paperwork completely, come in and get assistance, call our office for assistance, and make sure that they ask as many questions along the way in the process to become a certified firm. What's that web page? You mentioned that uh, one needs to be certified online. Okay. One of the great things about certification is you are advertised to everyone and anyone. And if people want to go in and check and see what their certification status is, as well as other people, are, if they are looking for a certified firm, all they have to do is visit the website at phoenix.gov slash MWSBE. And there are links that will take you to our online database of certified firms. And there are three ways that you can view a firm. You can actually go in and type in the name of a firm, and it will appear. You can go in and type, you know, check off either MBE or SBE, et cetera, in a type of trade area, and all firms in that category will appear. Or you can simply say, I want just all SBE firms that are certified or all MBE firms that are certified, et cetera. And that's another way that businesses will appear. So it's a way of advertising your business for free to the general public and we have gotten many stories about firms getting calls from other places in the country asking them for contracting opportunities so it's not just limited to the city it's also other private industry as well as other businesses out of state excellent thank you let's uh, go to engineering okay uh, as Carol mentioned in the last podcast, the, the process for subcontractors has really not changed. Uh, the Engineering Architectural Services Department had been running a small business enterprise uh, subcontractor program for about four years now. And as a result of the MGT study, we will expand that slightly. Uh, we will go to setting goals on uh, projects uh, with SBE goals on about 60% of the projects uh, ultimately. We had been setting SBE goals for about the last four years on projects. Uh, what we're going to do now as one of the recommendations out of the MGT study is to gradually increase that SBE participation. Um, the study found that in, around the country uh, where there had been challenges to subcontractor disparity programs, if there, if there wasn't an element of small business enterprise or a non-race and gender-based standard, that those programs were challenged. Well, we already were doing an SBE program here in the city of Phoenix, so we're going to continue what we're doing. We're going to gradually perhaps increase that, the numbers of projects that we set SBE-only goals on. But uh, as far as the subcontracting community out there is concerned, it's still business as usual with us. Uh, there are no other changes that are, that are going to be apparent to those subcontractors. We will do some things internally a little different on how we count uh, and how we mark or calculate the population of minority women and small business enterprises. But, again, that should be uh, transparent to the subcontracting world. Otherwise, business as usual with the engineering department. Excellent. Thank you. Now, um, I'd like for folks to know that this, uh, this uh, gentleman is a doctor. Bear up. Thank, thank you, Dr. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. DeWitt. 
if you'll be so kind. Okay. Uh, just to give you a little background in terms of the finance department, if a vendor wants to secure uh, a contract for general goods and services with the city, there are some steps that you go through to do that. Uh, first of all, obviously, you need to get certified as an SBE. But after you do that, we have a web page, and it's, it's phoenix.gov forward slash purchase, P-U-R-C-H-A-S-E. And that particular site will actually give you a step-by-step -step guideline of how to get registered as a vendor in the city of Phoenix and compete under the SBE program. And uh, basically what you'll do, you'll go in and you'll get a vendor packet from the city, fill that out, which will get you certified to do business for particular goods and services that your uh, company provides services to. And once you get uh, that packet filled out and become a certified vendor with the city, you can participate in the program, assuming you qualified as an SBE. Some other things we have that to help you out in that area as a business owner is we have two senior staff that are full-time dedicated to this particular program, and their purposes is to meet with the vendors in the SBE program, help them understand the program. Uh, they can go through things like the previous bidder list of who else is certified as SBE, what kind of goods and services their firm may be able to compete in. They can look at previous bids and see what the bids were on previous procurements to see how how they need to be to be competitive. That's available also every Wednesday of every week from 1 to 3.30. We have set aside all of our uh, purchasing agents are available to, to uh, work with businesses and help them get through the certification and vendor qualification process. So that's available every Wednesday from 1 to 3. Again, we have two full-time staff that you can call the offices at 602-262-7181 and they will be glad to set up a meeting with you. They meet with people every week uh, in the SBE program to try to get this, uh, as many vendors uh, certified as possible to make this program very successful. Uh, one of the things, once you become a certified SBE and you qualify as a vendor in the city of Phoenix, there are really two ways that uh, that benefits you as a business owner. One is we have what's called the SBE Reserve Contract Program, and why it's very, very important to get as many people certified in the SBE program is if there are three vendors that qualify for a particular commodity or goods and services, we will then bid it out exclusively to those qualified firms within the SBE program. It's, it's extremely important to get as many firms certified as possible so that whenever we go out for a procurement, we can use the SBE program and bid it out to firms that qualify within that program. Even if there's a particular goods and services where there is not three qualified firms, they can still compete with all goods and service contracts in the city through what's called the Bid Price Incentive Program. In that particular program, if there's a procurement $250,000 or less, they get a 5% bid incentive, meaning if it's a $100,000 contract and they come in at $105,000 as an example, they would still win the contract because they get a 5% bid incentive over the lowest bidder in that particular procurement. If it's a uh, procurement from $250,000 to $500,000, they get a 2.5% bid incentive program. So again, on the example, the contract's 100,000, they come in at 102,500, uh, they would still win that particular contract. So those are reasons why you wanna be registered as an SBE, and those are the advantages of once you're registered, you either be in the reserve contract program, you're only competing with other SBEs, or if there's not enough firms that are qualified in that area, you can then qualify with a bid incentive of 5% or 2.5%. Excellent. Now, I would like to, uh, the next person is uh, Mr. Uh, Kedrick Ellison. He's going to talk to us about uh, small business. In the small business division, our goal is to help business owners su succeed. And so we look to do that by going out 
through our business retention and expansion visits, we will visit with business owners to get an idea of some of the challenges that they face as an industry and that they face individually as business owners. One of the areas that we address is perhaps the greatest need is financing. So we have programs that provide collateral for business owners to help in that area. Perhaps the second challenge is business expertise. Many of these businesses that get certified are great. They're experts at what they do. However, as business owners, they may not have as much experience. So we have a grant-funded program called the Management Technical Assistance Program, which provides consulting services at no charge to business owners. So the cost is free, but the value, let's say it's priceless. The other programs that we have are workforce development, because we try to work with businesses throughout their phases of, of the business cycle. So if they're growing and they're taking on employees, we work with Workforce Connection to provide recruitment services, training services, um, those type of human resource uh, issues. I would say finally, we've had workshops in the past that considered bonding and marketing and business planning through our Mind Your Business series. So these are free workshops that allow business owners an opportunity to work on their business. We're fond of saying that people are so busy working in their or at their business that they don't have the opportunity to work on their business. So we try to help them know what they perhaps don't know at this time to help them be stronger business owners. And this is very important because when that bidding opportunity comes up and is available, sometimes it's the only shot to really show what they know and perform. And so this is what we try to do in a proactive stance. We also have legal clinics that we offer, and many of these are human resource related, and those are operated through ASU. To find out more about the programs that we offer and some of the services, please give us a call. We have a small business resource line, which is 602-534-2489 or 602-534-CITY. I wish to thank all of our guests for being with us today. Kendrick Ellison, Jackie Johnson, Jeffrey DeWitt, Dr. Wiley Barrup, and Carol Coles-Henry. Our next podcast, we will look at the questions that you have directly relating to this subject. Please write us at editor at theebonycactus.com with your questions, and we will pose them directly to our panelists. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. If you have not heard the first podcast, it is posted at www.TheEbonyCactus.com, and please click on the December podcast. This has been George Brooks for the Ebony Cactus Magazine's On the Air. Take care until next time.